What does 25 cents back on every purchase mean to you? A free lunch? That gadget you've been eyeing? A night out with the fellas? With your Premise Perks checking account, you get 25 cents back with every purchase using your debit card and zero ATM, overdraft, or annual fees. With this completely free account, you can watch the money roll in with every swipe and find the freedom to go further with your cash. Premise, the bank that gets it right. Premise is a member FDIC. ATM transactions do not count towards debit card rewards. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Three Questions Podcast, where we do weekly interviews of New Mexico business owners to get their take on how business has been for them during the past um, 12 to 18 months. So um, forever, uh, forever, (laughs) right? It seems like forever. Yes. Uh, I'm Pam Myers with Pam Myers Social Media. My wonderful co-host is Erica Yoakum with Virtual Personal Assistant. And our guest this week is Nika Lowry. And Nika is a functional nutrition counselor. Good morning, Nika. Welcome. Good morning. It's so great to be here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so what have you learned about yourself during this? Because you work from home as well, I you do. said, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so tell us what, share with us what you've learned during yeah. this whole <laughs> I've learned so much about myself and my my. Uh, ability to have patience. And I've really kind of deep dived into figuring out what really, really matters to me, especially Mm -hmm. over the last two years and what my Mm -hmm. priorities are. And so it has been a crazy journey as I know everyone's experienced, but it's been really in a weird way, kind of a wonderful journey for me over the last two years, because I've really taken that time to just deep dive and and focus Mm -hmm. on you know, again, like I said, what my my priorities are and what really matters to me and uh, just learn kind of to listen to my body and listen to my, my I don't know if it's my soul or, you know, that's kind of woo-woo, but just kind of listen to that internal voice that's telling you what direction to go in and right. what feels good and what doesn't. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I think Have so you- many times, go ahead, Erica. No, go ahead. So many times as women, <clears throat> I think that we push aside that ability to go with our intuition and just, yes. and we, and we second guess ourselves Absolutely. When, when really going with that intuition is usually the best thing. Right? Yes. That's, that's what I was going to ask. It's funny. Cause I, I, we both hit on that Pam. Cause I was going to say, do you find that you, that you're tuned in and are better at listening to that, to that intuition now. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, that's really what I spent a lot of time, you know, we, you know, the first year we we're like everyone else, we really didn't leave the house that much. And so I spent a lot of time just kind of thinking and being alone with myself and, mm-hmm. and really tuning into my intuition. And what I found too, was I had, I had left um, a very amazing yet very stressful job uh, about a year, just shy of a year before uh, COVID hit. Um, so I had quit in June of, of 2019. So it's been a couple months. And I was healing quite a bit from leaving that job and figuring out my new career and where I was going and who I wanted to be and kind of rebuilding that. And what I found was that working in that 
you know, really crazy stressful environment uh, hindered me from listening to my intuition quite a bit and, mm -hmm. and hindered me from really healing my body and taking care of myself in the manner that I needed to. Mm -hmm. And so COVID in a sense gave me an opportunity to do all of that. So I, I've been grateful for that downtime, sort of, <laughs> sort of downtime, but right. yeah. yeah. Organized yourselves behind you. I did. That, yes. That's like not the COVID thing. Like all your books are in my color. I'm like, oh, somebody got really like stressed during COVID. Did a <laughs> yeah. I may have done it. I may have done it before COVID. I'm I'm really like uh, organized. I like colors and I like things being. You know, everything has a place, and so right. it, it eases my anxiety. <laughs> right. I, I love it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, what does what tell us about a, a being a functional nutrition counselor? What exactly does? That yeah, mean? I want to know what that means. Yeah, so so I am kind of the middle point between a um, the client or the patient and a physician or a, a functional nutrition uh, physician mostly. But so you can kind of think of my role as sort of like a nutritionist. What I do is I go in and I work with the clients and I really help them identify diet and lifestyle habits that they can address and change in order to heal their body. And so I work with people who have like autoimmune uh, disorders, uh, people who have diabetes, heart conditions, people who have something and they've gone to everybody and they can't figure out what it is and they're desperate mm -hmm. for help. I work with those kind of people. Yeah. And what we really do is kind of back it up and we really try to figure out what the root cause is of the issue. And so that's kind of the, the fundamentals of the functional part of a functional nutrition counselor or functional medicine doctor is really trying to get to the root cause of the, the disease or the issue opposed to just doing medications or some type of treatment that kind of is more like a bandage. And mm -hmm. so my my main focus is really looking at the nutrition. I do a lot of lifestyle um, changes, modifications as well, but really looking at the nutrition side of things and helping people um, gradually change their diet to one that is one, a healthier diet in general, but two, mm -hmm. a diet that's specific to their own body's needs, because all of us are very different and everyone, you know, uh, uh, poison to one is not to other. And so it's really mm -hmm. figuring out, you know, what's right for each individual person. Mm -hmm. And literally listening to your gut. Yes, right. exactly. Right. The gut. Oh, man, that is the key. Is. <laughs> yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I, I love things. Like, and then there are things like, you know, your body changes as you get older. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> like things that. So my comfort food is milk. I get oh, upset. Yeah. I, I drink a glass of milk. I'm overly hot. I drink a glass of milk. I'm I'm bored. I drink a glass of milk. That's my thing. Yeah. Is milk. Well, my, my older body doesn't like it as much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can relate to you. I When I was a child, I loved milk. I would drink glasses of milk, you know, as when I was bored or thirsty or anything. And yep. man, if I drank milk now, I, I would throw up instantly. It's like, oh, oh, yeah, right. That's right. My stomach doesn't really like that anymore. Yes. It's yeah. always very interesting yeah. to the, yeah. the interesting thing is actually they think it's about 70 to 75 percent of humans are actually lactose intolerant. And so a lot of our bodies have become kind of accustomed to it, but it doesn't actually mean that we aren't having some type of inflammation occur, some type of reaction that we may not be fully sensitive to. So um, mil milk is a 
pretty big trigger for a lot of people with some health issues. So dang it, I had no idea it was that seventy five percent. That's pretty yeah, high. it's it's very high. Yeah, yeah. We had to put my my son on on lactose pills when he was mm -hmm. little because mm -hmm. his his for him milk would turn directly into sugar. Yeah. So yeah. It, it was like giving the poor kid jet fuel. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> happens for a lot of kids now too. It's, yeah. it's sad crazy. and scary. So it is. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, so other than working from home and figuring out how to keep your kid out of the room while you're actually trying to talk to clients, amen, sister, because yeah. <laughs> dogs, cats, kids, everything. I'm waiting. Actually, their contractor might show up. And I've alerted oh, my kid that he's going to have to answer the door if that <laughs> does happen. Um, but what what changes have you had to make? You know, it's been a lot of adapting. It's been a lot mm -hmm. of um, understanding that I don't have to work this like perfect nine to five schedule anymore. It's <laughs> it's a much more fluid based off the needs of that day in my life. And so, you know, on some days I'll leave, I'll take a break at around two and I go pick up my daughter from school now, now that she's back in school. You know, and so understanding that maybe I'll work until 630 or something on those days. And it's just kind of a fluid thing. And that took a long time for me to get really comfortable with because I have, yeah, I even get it sometimes now, but the sense of like, I'm breaking the rules or like, I'm, I'm like playing doing this at three o'clock in the afternoon. Yes. Yeah. You know, when reality is I work for myself and I make my own schedule and if I need to pick up my kid, I should pick up my kid. Right. But exactly. it's just this thing that's been ingrained in me over the mm -hmm. years through society and expectations and all those things. And so really, you know, taking the time to, approach that and think about my mindset around, you know, what is considered okay or normal or acceptable and what isn't and why I think that way. And so that's, that's been a big change for me. Yeah. I think the other thing is figuring out how to communicate and connect and market through Zoom and online things and, mm -hmm. you know, that, that distance and then figuring out the, the bigger challenge for me has been figuring out now that people are I mean, not that COVID is over by any means, but people are kind of over COVID in a weird way. Like, you know, we're back in restaurants where a lot of people went back to the office and mm -hmm. were out shopping, but it's still present and there and figuring out the night dynamics of like, are people okay meeting for business meetings or going in and marketing or talking like, where's that line and where's that balance? And for yeah. everybody, it's very, very different. And yeah. so trying to navigate that has been an interesting challenge. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're supposed to go yeah. Christmas shopping this weekend. And, mm -hmm. you know, cause dang it, it's Christmas time again. And, you know, and like you said, people are like, especially kids, it's all good mom. And, and I'm over here going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, you're right. You're very right. It's been a big adaptation. It is. And, and is this your first foray into being, uh, um, working for yourself of being an entrepreneur? So I did it briefly for about a year or so before. So I used to work for the Alzheimer's Association and I worked there for uh, just shy of a decade. Um, that was the job that I left, um, to start my own business, become a functional nutrition counselor. Prior to that, I had a business for about two years where, little shy of two years where I did um, 
uh, social media marketing and kind of small business marketing for people. And I loved it and it was phenomenal and I would have kept doing it, but the association that had offered me this wonderful job that I didn't really expect to get, they, they kind of reached out and I connected. And so I decided to do that. And so this is my second go of it. Um, but I plan to stick this one out and I've had a couple job offers since I left and that's, it's always that hard thing of like, do I stick it and do what I love or do I go back and do the easier, you know, um, uh, follow the career yeah. thing. And, and I'm, I'm hundred percent on doing my business this year and I'm almost there, three years in now. So there will be a, yeah, there will be a point. Mm -hmm. there, 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 and I'm, I'm, I shouldn't speak for everyone, but there certainly was for me, there was a point for me where I went, oh, I don't think I could work for anybody else anymore. Right. right. That's where I've, yeah. <laughs> last, right? There you go. Like, I'm going in and, and I have to be there at a certain time. I really? have to work coffee. Wait, yeah. I can't go grocery shopping at two in the afternoon. Wait. Uh, yeah. I'm glad you said that because that makes me feel better about doing it. <laughs> Yeah. It, it is, it, but it is an awakening. It is. It's, it is. I, I spent decades being a cubicle dweller. You know, I, yeah. I, I never, I'm the only entrepreneur. I'm the only entrepreneur in my family. I mean, wow. I can't think of another person in my family who owns their own business. Well, I, I know one, but he's in a MLM, but um, <laughs> um, so it was, it's very anti- everything mm -hmm. you know to, to do that so i'm glad welcome to the ranks thank it's you yeah, right. so i actually had the opposite my parents were both entrepreneurs they okay. ran a business together my entire life they they started it uh i don't know when i was probably one or two i was i was a young baby and so i always grew up and they retired maybe three years ago and even my mom sometimes like are you sure you don't want to go get a real job <laughs> a real job yeah security like she knowed right she knew I, oh how, yeah you know hard entrepreneurship was and so right. she wanted me to be safe and secure but my answer is always even in you know the real world the real jobs there's still not security there. And here, at least I get to make the decisions that are going to affect my life. Whereas somewhere else, I may be dependent on another person's decisions. So. Exactly. Exactly. And you can make the decisions that are going to make you happy. Yes. Right? That are going mm -hmm. to be fulfilling for you as a business right. owner, as opposed to having somebody else make those decisions. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's any job in the world out there anymore, especially nowadays, that that is like, oh, I can't get fired from or yeah. I can't get right, you know, made redundant. That's the new phrase. You've been yeah. made redundant. Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you so. feel real special. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh so what's been your biggest takeaway during all of this? What would you compassion and open-mindedness very um, nice yeah it's Ooh. been you know there are a lot of competing opinions these days right and uh -huh. <laughs> willing to you know take my own opinions back a step and mm -hmm. listen and even if i don't necessarily agree with all of them or what people are saying or have pretty serious concerns about you know, where they're getting their information from or why they're thinking the things they're thinking, still trying to have compassion and, and be willing to have conversations with those, those people and, mm -hmm. and just kind of slowing down a little bit and mm -hmm. trying to be 
Yeah. Open and, and compassionate towards others, because mm-hmm. I think we've lost a lot of that just as a country, but not, not only as a country, but kind of as a, as humans themselves. Species. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Species. That's the word I was looking for. So yeah. yeah. And so, um, yeah, just trying to slow down and, you know, share a little love out there. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. It's, it's easy to get when you're, when you're so busy running that rat race of the cycle that you just don't have time to stop and think about anything else to be empathetic or compassionate sometimes I think that that kind of really fed into that yeah absolutely I think that empathy is a huge word that I would um it's something I think about often because even when I see you know I'll see something on the news or some comedy show or something and I'm like what are these people doing and then you know, and then I'm like, I need to kind of think about the empathy that I have for them and, and why people have made the decisions that they've made and, and, you know, what's, what led them to those places in their life? What were the steps and, and trying to have empathy instead of um, jump to judgment. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I consciously try to make that effort because I see it, you know, I see it myself. Sometimes I'll, I'll jump to a judgment or I'll be like, oh, and then I'm like, okay, why am I thinking this? How do I, you know, approach this differently? And and I'm not perfect every time, but I do consciously try to make an effort to think about that. So empathy, openness, compassion, and empathy. Those would be my three three words for this whole journey, the last yeah. couple of years. Oh, good for you. So, I'm sitting here, you. I'm running through my brain going, hmm, yeah, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still there to, they're still, I'm still, I, yeah, my knee, I'm still, I got to get past the knee jerk reaction of how the hell do you think like that? Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, wait yeah. Well, I think we all like, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the knee jerk reaction. I think we all have it. I think that's the natural reaction and that's, it's like a, maybe a flight or fight kind of reaction in a sense, mm-hmm. but, but it's being willingness to take the time to stop for a moment and kind of either find that compassion for that person or try to understand why you have a different point of view and and mm-hmm. is your point of view right too you know it may it, right. there, it's a very gray area a lot of times and so it trying is. to kind of yeah. i think you hit on it is that we need to remember that people are allowed to have a different opinion yes even though we don't want them to Damn it. <laughs> yes <laughs> Especially when they you live with them. Yeah. yeah. I can what see your picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are your, um, is there a, uh, some bit of knowledge that you feel like it would be important to share at this point with, you know? Yeah. So it, it wouldn't be anything. I mean, there's lots of things you could share about compassion and empathy and all those things. But the biggest thing I would share is that, so many people don't feel well and a lot of the reasons they don't feel well is that you know the standard american diet is not that great and so (laughs) many of us are eating way too much sugar we're eating highly processed foods the the fast food drive-through lines at lunchtime are insane and people don't feel good because their body is broken. You know, it's, they need to heal their body and then healing their body, they will mentally start to feel better too. And so I think a lot of this Mm -hmm. anger and anxiety and, um, 
animosity that we have towards each other. And I'm being very broad here, um, you know, generalizing, but I think a lot of that stems from the fact that a lot of us just feel like crap. And the reason we mm-hmm. feel like crap is that we are malnourished and sick. Most people have some type of chronic disease mm-hmm. and, you know, or it's undiagnosed and they don't know they have an issue. And so understanding that if we start working on healing our bodies from the inside out, we will also heal a lot of the the fighting and the animosity that we have in this country and, and internationally as well. It's not just localized to the United States. Good advice. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, very true. Very true. Yeah. But yeah. And it, it, it makes me you know, go back to the grandmas who are always saying, you know, eat, eat, be, you know, more good food, solid food, real food made made at home, that type of stuff. It's and, so true. Yeah. <laughs> we really have gotten away from that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's, yeah. And that's the biggest thing that I always tell people is like, it doesn't have to be rocket science science you don't have to you know become a vegan tomorrow i mean i eat meat like it's not as crazy extreme as people think it is it's just cut down on the amount of sugar you're you're eating and really start to understand how much sugar is in everything i mean it is really hard to cut some sugar out and Mm -hmm. i'm not saying you have to remove all of it though the more you remove the better off and then eat some real food like real actual food like Mm -hmm. like broccoli or asparagus or a banana, like some real food, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and if you just start there, you'll start to be like, oh, this feels good. And like, Mm -hmm. I don't feel like crap after I ate a meal and my stomach's not all gurgly and, you know, and so it's, it's really just start small and start with those little things like Mm -hmm. add in one vegetable to your meal, each meal and kind of grow from there. And, and then over time, your habits will change, your taste buds change. That's a big thing as people think like, oh, vegetables taste gross. I'm like, well, if you start eating them, your taste buds change and you actually prefer them. Mm -hmm. And so, but it takes time and people try to do, you know, I'm going to diet today and it doesn't work that way. It's a slow progression and it's Mm -hmm. changing. It's changing your habits over time. That really works. The sugar thing would that, that, I mean, I think if most people, if, if an alarm, if a beeper went off for everything that you ate with sugar in it, I think most people would would be shocked that that damn beeper never shut up. Yeah. Right. Everything we eat. And Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's amazing when you start, when you really start looking at so oh, now, yeah. I know Pam's gone through some of this too, and, and Pam eats really well and she eats like healthy stuff. And Yay. <laughs> it's, it's disgusting. She eats but with so much better than most people do. But uh, I, I, you know, I, I look at my, I try to make, you know, real food, that type of stuff, but I started looking at the labels and looking for sugar. Yeah. You know, and then it's really misleading. You see all of these, you know, I was looking at my daughter asked me to buy um, these granola bars that um, some of the kids in her class were eating for, they have a snack time and stuff. And so she kept asking for them. And so I was like, well, okay, we'll go look. And so we went to the store and they're in the health section and the box looks very convincing that it's healthy, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's organic (laughs) and non-GMO and all these things. And the kids walking up a mountain in the picture. And so it looks 
healthy. And then I flipped it over and it's 24 grams of sugar in one little bar that's, you know, maybe two inches long. That's got to be 80% sugar if it's, you know, it's, right. it, it was crazy. Right. And so, you know, and I'm thinking my daughter's six. So our, our little babies are eating this kind of right. stuff. Right. And yep. so, yeah, starting mm -hmm. to read the ingredients. And then the other thing too, is like, you can look at just the, the, um, you know, sugar or added sugar, um, in the actual like nutrition, um, label thing, you know, mm -hmm. right. but then you right. have to actually go and look at the ingredients and understand that, you know, flour is sugar and, mm -hmm. you know, all the different syrups and, uh, you know, corn things and all the stuff that they add to it, that's all sugar. And then all the rice stuff that they put in, that's all sugar. And so people don't think about, they just think of sugar as like that, you know, white powdery stuff that we put in mm -hmm. cookies. But the reality is there's all kinds of other ingredients that are added to these these products that in our body are just pure sugar. Yep. So the way our body processes them. So okay, fructose, corn yes. syrup. <laughs> and, yeah. and the, you even, really, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 go ahead. So the thing I'll say about the fructose. So the thing about fructose, this is the one thing I've seen really motivate people to look at ingredients and uh, mm -hmm. try to avoid it. Fructose ages you faster 10 times faster than any other type of sugar mm. so anything that you see that has high fructose uh, corn syrup or um anything that you'll see it like uh uh fructose syrup like it doesn't always say corn syrup there's lots of other fructose things but right. that specific um chemical makeup of that sugar ages your body 10 times faster than any other kind of sugar so interesting if you don't want to get old <laughs> so much sugar. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad you made a point of re reading labeling because labeling is super important and there's all kinds of things in there that they can be really hidden. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Trans fat oh, yeah. is really bad about the way yeah. they hide it. Oh, um, mm -hmm. Trans fat still in a ton of stuff. It's just yeah. that if there's technically less than 1%, Mm -hmm. They can put it as uh, zero. I'm sorry, if there's technically, yeah, if there's less than 1%, they can put it as zero, but you're mm -hmm. still eating, you know, 0.3 grams of trans fat. And when you think about that, you eat, you know, four Oreos and then some soup that has it and then some margarine or what, like that adds up throughout the day. And if right. you're doing that every single day, you're still eating substantially, you know, a large amount of trans fat. And yeah. I mean, that is the death fat if, if you want to be the death fat it destroys your body it destroys yeah. your brain it's a really big deal yeah so, wow yeah i, I want to add something too i know we're kind of getting close to our our time limit but um when my daughter um was little and this was when she back in 1974 they were going to kick her out mm -hmm. of preschool she was just four years old and um, because they couldn't control her. I mean, she would climb the walls. And um, one day they called me and said, we have to come pick her up. She, we just can't control her. She's a disruption to the classroom. So I got there and they had her actually sitting on a stool with a dunce cap on. <clears throat> I was so horrified. 
Um, so there were two pediatricians in this little town of Connecticut, one that was known to medicate with drugs and the other one did not. So I took her to the one that did not because I've always been a real big advocate on health, being healthy. And he said, here's a copy of this Feingold diet. You need to go to the library, get yourself the book, but here's a copy of the diet. She needs to be taken off all sugars, artificial flavorings, artificial colorings, all preservatives. It changed yeah. her personality yep. immediately, just yeah. like within, within a day. And give her one little, like a bite of a hot dog or a piece of candy, forget it. She was, she was just uncontrollable and she didn't know how to deal with the energy that was in her body. And, and she was that way until she was eight years old. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I, I've seen that over and over again, that there's starting to be a lot of research coming out about um, autism and yes, food we right. eat as well. And mm -hmm. so, you know, not, I'm not saying that you can cure you autism can. with right. food, but there is a lot of research coming out about these kids who've been autistic for years. And then you go in and change the diet and you heal their gut. They really need to have a healthy microbiome in their gut. And when that's occurred, a lot of the autistic behaviors and struggles have been minimized or completely reversed altogether. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of it is going back to, you know, the food we eat and then understanding that, you know, 70% of our immune system is inside our gut. It's part of that microbiome. And so when that is dealing with constant insults from the food we're eating and you think about all the chemicals that are in the foods we're eating let alone all the pesticides and stuff like that but just the added chemicals that they put in like the flavorings and the different things that make us crave the food all of those kind of things and the the colors and the dyes all those things i mean it's a constant insult to our gut and it yeah. is struggling and then on top of that we don't feed it the fiber and all the things that it needs to thrive and so right. it's kind of this double whammy and so really starting to understand the importance of food is one of the best things that you can do for your life and for your business really because mm -hmm. then you you know taking it back to business is and you're not crashing at two o'clock in the afternoon right right, right. And, and you have a more clear head you don't have as much right. brain fog you're not exhausted you can be more creative you are more outgoing because you have better energy like it really it has so many ripple effects throughout your life and and i just can't you know supported enough. It really is that important. Well, I was 40 something before I figured before I found out or uh, what fiber was. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. I had never, you have to understand. I grew up, everything I ate came out of a can. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't even know what everybody else looked like until I was yeah. late twenties. Like that's mm -hmm. a leaf. Like really? Cause it was the slop that came out of the can. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. It was like, wait, fiber, wait, so more fiber is better and will make you go to the bathroom better than what, wait, that doesn't, you know, 40 something. Yeah. So it, that, that's the biggest thing is that so many of us have never been educated on, you know, life 101, like, yeah. you know, like so true. there's so many parts of life that we were not told about. And then you're like, good luck. Have yeah. you, know? you know, and then. We're like, wait, what? We have to eat real food? That's a thing? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'm going to cook for myself because I didn't you know mom never taught me how to really. Right. And most, I can, most people I can are deep not fry with the best of them. Either. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so, most people don't imagine. Yeah, <laughs> kind of make me laugh. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Mika, so if people want to reach out to you and go, holy hell, I need <laughs> help with this. How do I? What do I do? Where do I start? How do they reach out? What's the best way for them to reach Absolutely. out? Absolutely. So the first thing I'll say is like don't feel bad because nobody knew anything ever. And so like, I was the same until I started to really prioritize this and, and learn. And so mm -hmm. don't feel bad, reach out, ask for help. That's the best thing to do. Um, if you want to reach me, you can find me on my website. So that's nikalori.com. It's N-I-K-A-L-A-W-R-I-E.com. And you can find me on social media. Um, my handles are either at nikalori or Conscious Living by Nika is my my kind of business one. So um, I spelled that wrong. Wait, I spelled that wrong. I spelled that wrong. Hang on. I got to fix that. It's L-A-W-R-I-E. L-A-W-R-I-E. Yeah. Oh, see my. Okay. Let me try that again. <laughs> Good. Did I get it? Yeah. All right. There we go. Yay. Well, Nika, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Oh, it's been wonderful talking to both of you. Thank you so much. I really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. And yes. good luck with your business. Oh, thank you. And you guys as well. I appreciate it. <laughs> yes, yeah, thank you. And have a good rest of your day. Yeah. You too. Thank Thanks you. everybody for listening. What does 25 cents back on every purchase mean to you? A free lunch? That gadget you've been eyeing? A night out with the fellas? With your premise Perks checking account, you get 25 cents back with every purchase using your debit card and zero ATM, overdraft, or annual fees. With this completely free account, you can watch the money roll in with every swipe and find the freedom to go further with your cash. Premise, the bank that gets it right. Premise is a member FDIC. ATM transactions do not count towards debit card rewards.